0: You're listening to the Sage Hill podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Sage Hill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. There's a thing called desire. Desire is the hunger for life within you that has nothing to do with you. On any level. It's creation itself beating the drum. It's the heartbeat of life within you. It is life hungering for itself. Alright? It's biological. And it's creation itself, so it's spiritual. It's creation. God made you to desire the life you're made to have. Alright? Now, unless you admit how much you have it, you're not going to admit and recognize how dangerous you are, too. Desire is even down to the brainstem. Down to the brain stem, like, down to the brain stem is I'm drowning. You come out to save me. You need to know all the techniques of saving a drowning person because I will unintentionally in my brainstem fight you. To save me. Put you at risk. To save me. Because I'm not thinking anymore. It's just, it's just simply life seeking itself. It's terrible. But it's there. Okay. Like whoo. We're amazing creatures. We're dangerous creatures. But we're full of desire creatures. We're, we're desirous creatures. That desire is life seeking itself. And it's basically desire is sort of amoral. It's like it's not moral, it's not immoral. It's life-seeking itself. Right? It's simply how we're made. The heartbeat, the pulse, the hunger for life, what a person does when they faint, doing whatever we've got to do to get to where we've got to go. I mean, it's all of those kinds of things. It's life force. Longings are spiritual in nature. Longings are almost purely spiritual. Longings are the recognition in the imagination that God gave us of how life is made to be. You and I are actually made for the longings to be fulfilled. We long for justice. We long for home. We long for safety. We long for peace. Right? Right? We long for it. You can't stop. You, you know, Steve, when we talked to Steve as a context for when we began, Longing for justice and peace and home, but he becomes cynical and sardonic and resigned. You know, just a fighter. Just I mean, just a fighter. But he fought everybody, wife, me, everybody. Just fight, fight, fight. Great guy, until he, he had to fight him. You know, and so, but he was longing for a place that wasn't here. Longing for justice, guys. There's no justice. There's some justice, but there's no ultimate justice here. There's no. It's all going to be right here. But do we not push for it, even though we're not going to have it? See, a longing is a taste of something that is true, but you can't have all of it. We long for home. You can make the most beautiful territory of what you call a place of rest and comfort, where you are at your being's ease, and yet you hear a crack in the wall, and you wonder, "Uh, is that something leaking? You see, home. You know, it's, it's, everything's just right and that then something gets anxious in you. You see, much homelessness is an addiction. See, because if you give a person who's homeless resigned to not having to be anxious because of hopelessness, you give a person a bed, a job, a checkbook, You're giving them danger. You're giving them anxiety. You give them hope of a home when they are practicing not letting themselves have it. You give them anxiety. That's the recognition that this could mess up. This could turn out badly. This could be like it was before. This is going to repeat itself. Some of you remember the song of the country singer that uh, awakens a homeless guy. The thermometer reads five below. The the clouds were spitting snow, and he wakes up. The guy says, You know, you got to get up. Are you crazy? He said, Why did you leave me alone? I was almost home. Because he was dreaming about something about the honeybees, running from the honeybees, smelling apple pie, and the the daddy had uh, fishing poles in the back of the truck, and it was 1955. The last time he smelled or felt home was 1955. And this song was written, of course, in 1980 something, 90 something. So he said, I was almost home. Why didn't you let me die? So I wouldn't have to feel this life of longing to go home. You see? So longing is a hunger and a taste of what we can have, but we're not going to get it here. So you've got to be be willing to have pain if you're going to be a person of longing. So you see, longings are about a willingness to have pain because you're always going to be lonely for a justice that's never here, a peace that never fully comes, a home that you can't have and a safety that doesn't exist except a little. So you're going to be lonely and hurt and sad, you see? So, well, shoot, I don't want to go there. Well, you can't have a full spiritual life unless you do. And you can't live a a ferocious life on this earth unless you accept that you're on earth and there's no cure and this place is not my home. That's where you go. We'll get into it later. And then finally, hope is the eternal flame that can't stop believing things are going to get better. It's the eternal flame that cannot stop believing things are going to get better. Suicide, for example, is not a condition of hopelessness. It's a hatred of hoping. See, because the thing that is, is the most essential rooted thing in us is to wish for a life, to have a life in life. As Phil says, Phil Hearn is here, but Phil said that everything that carries life in it wants life. I call it DNA and all those kinds of things, but everything that's alive wants to live. And hope is the agent within a human being seeking fulfillment. Okay? So when a person commits suicide, they're shooting, so to speak, hope. It's fury against how I'm made. Your feelings can go numb. Your needs can be numbed out, anesthetized. The desire can be shut down inside of you. Your longing needs to be turned so far down. They're like, not there, but your hope won't stop. You can't blow it out. It's there. And the last thing you can do is just kill it. So suicidality, I believe in truth, is a condition of helplessness over what to do with I can't become hopeless. It won't stop. So it's a It's, a, it's an act of fury even if it's committed in deep appearance of depression. Okay. So that is the spiritual root system. And, and hope is that thing that keeps us coming back. And hope leads us back to feelings. Every time you hope something, you feel afraid because hope is wanting something you don't have. So look, spiritual root system. As soon as you get to hope, it comes back around and starts it all over again. Okay, You're never going to stop thinking. Guess what? You're never going to stop feeling. And your feelings matter more than your thoughts because your thoughts come from your feelings. Your thoughts come from what you want. And most of us spend our lives using our brains to hide our hearts and the spiritual root system says, no, 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 no. Use your brain to express your heart. You go get you back. Because you're going to need that heart, that thing within you to be able to swim the river so you can become who you're made to be. So this is, you've seen who you're made to be, seeing how you're made, so you can wind up doing what you're made to do. Now, the roots reach up to be met, connected. And if they are connected, fed, your roots get fat. Okay? That's Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. The full living tree. The roots go into the waters. Your roots get fat. You're good with feelings. You're good with desire. You're good with longings. You're good with hope. Even when heat comes, your leaves are still green. Even when drought comes, mm-mm, you're going to bear fruit. And you're connected to others who will encourage you when you're discouraged. Because they call it encouragement because courage is a supply that needs to be recouraged. Discouraged is when you're low on courage and need somebody to encourage you. See, we're made to feed each other heart to heart, head to heart, heart to head, God to heart, right? And your best thinking will destroy your heart unless you use your thinking to express your experiences within. This is the spiritual root system that's made to go from the inside outside, be spoken to other people who also recognize themselves as human. And then you grow into someone who becomes more capable of not quitting when life is hard. And everybody around us is looking for somebody who doesn't run away, just like when we were little. And most of us, or many of us, have been running away from ourselves. And so the spiritual root system is a return to how you're made or a continuation of growing how you're made so you can join with how others are made and get back to doing what you're made to do. This is Stephen James, the Executive Director of State Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, anxiety, depression, or burnout, please reach out to the Center for Professional Excellence for Health. For more than 20 years, CPE's long-term residential treatment programs have been helping professional men recover their lives, marriages, and families. To find out more, visit cpenashville.com.